You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick from Fifth Quarter. Micah, after kind of a, I don't know what we were feeling on Sunday, it was just kind of weird, kind of a letdown, I guess, because we were so high off of the results of uh, week four. But we're in week six, and it's a small slate. I think this is one of the smaller slates we will have uh, this season. Uh, but I have one game circled that I think is going to be one of the defining moments in the ACC. Uh, but a very short week this week. How are you doing, though? I'm doing good. I mean, this has been, um, yeah, very, very interesting week. It's kind of sitting in again um, that this year of college football is going to be crazy. In a way, I'm kind of glad it's a light ACC week. I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. we got Penn State, Iowa. We've got Arkansas, Ole Miss. We've got, oh, what else is there? Another, there's a couple other good games. I'm, I'm probably forgetting off the slate here. Um, Michigan State Rutgers could be a potentially kind of big game in college football. I think it would not shock me one bit if that's a Michigan State slip-up just waiting to happen. I mean, there's a lot of a uh, lot of good football this week in Texas, Oklahoma. That's the one I was forgetting. Like, Again, very good slate of college football, and in a way, like, kind of glad that it's not a huge uh, ACC week per se, so we can kind of enjoy a little bit more national football. But uh, before I go any further, because I had missed this. This this happened two days ago, Nick, and I'm curious if you caught this. I just happened to be reading an article about the hottest, like the hot seats for coaches, like CVS did a hot seat ranking one through 130 before the season started. And basically just did a, a monthly review. They didn't rank everyone again. They just kind of put like, ooh, like there's a category of five being like you're on fire, like you're going to hell, like, or you're in hell, not you're going to hell, but you're in like coaching hell. Or like one being, you know, you're you're good, like you're fine, like you would need to really screw up. Well, in the Dino Babers mention, I don't know if you saw this, Nick. Do you see that Taj Harris is uh, now off Syracuse's roster and in the transfer portal? No, I didn't. Yeah, he uh, announced his transfer on Sunday. So I missed that. Um, so that changes a little bit of my opinion. And I'm glad I kind of glad I read that article about an hour ago because I would have been talking about how he's a key for this game for Syracuse against Wake. And well, he's not in the lineup. And that also starts to bring kind of the red flag. That's the sixth player to enter, enter the portal in the last two months for Syracuse. So, and then that's the first really big name. So weird timing. And there's, I, Tried to look into it. There's no, like, he didn't put a press release of why or anything. He just, he's in the portal. Picked up an SC offer today, too, which I thought was interesting, but that's besides the point. So, yeah. Um, anyways, just, again, that's just AC football for you. Things are just happening so quickly and kind of under the radar that you know, I'm just missing stuff left and right, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the kind of season we're having. It's very, very weird. Um, I mean, did you hear about Urban Meyer's weekend? I heard he had himself a Saturday. Urban Meyer to USC, baby. Uh, I have a question for you real quick about Urban Meyer, and then we can get into the, these games if you want. So uh, one of the topics of the show that I work for here in Winston-Salem was Urban Meyer. And all the obvious signs of, you know, well, bef- let's backtrack a little bit. Everyone knows what happened to Urban Meyer this week. And now if the signs weren't obvious of him going to USC, then it really is now. But 
our host of the show brought up another spot that I think could be a great competitor for the, uh, against the USC job. And I want you to guess who that team or that program is. And I'll give you a hint. It is in the ACC. Yeah, if you're saying Florida State or Miami, my answer is hell no to either one of those. <laughs> it's Miami. No way. Like, He's a Florida guy. I understand, like, you know, it's not like Florida Florida, some huge allegiance to him. I mean, that would be sick. Like, Urban Meyer at Miami, that would just be a shit show. Like, there would be allegations every year. Sign me up. Bring the U back. Like, as a fan, that's kind of a dream. Like, just if you want to see the U return, that's it. There's no way, though. No way. I mean, I know Miami wants to go back to the glory days, but, like, if I'm Miami, I'm 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 writing a check to Mario Cristobal before I'm writing a check to Urban Meyer. Why do you say that? Why why? Well, you know Cristobal's a a Miami guy, right? Like my yeah, he's a Miami guy. Like yeah, I get it. Like he hasn't won a title at Oregon, but he's gotten Oregon back on track from being a joke when Willie Taggart was there. I mean, I get it. Yeah, they lost to Stanford. Like, but I'm sorry. Like, if you're a college coach, like. I can't think of, of any coach better than Mario Cristobal that would actually want to go to Miami. Maybe maybe Urban Meyer does want to go, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating the, the, the amount of morals that Miami wants to have, but I feel like if you're Miami, do you really want to sign up for a, a circus? Like, USC probably doesn't care because it's Hollywood, and that's what Hollywood is anyways. And I guess Miami's in that category too. But, I mean, USC is far enough removed from the Pete, Pete Carroll stuff to really care. Where Miami, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe maybe USC tries to get Crystal Ball instead because Crystal Ball has been dominating California in the recruiting trail. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I also don't think that Manny Diaz deserves to be fired yet. I know that's a crazy bad take maybe, but I just I don't, I don't see why, like, Miami has more potential than Nebraska or Michigan, but stop living in the 1990s and early 2000s, for God's sakes. Like, you haven't been good since 2005. There's a reason for that. You had to cheat to be good. Just saying. That's besides my point. Okay, that's fair. Totally fair. I, I just thought it was an interesting topic. because It I is never a great topic. I, never, I love I never, the topic. I just don't see it. Yeah. Anymore. I love the topic too. I thought it was very interesting. Um, and honestly, it almost with the chaoticness of what Urban Meyer has been through, like the ill, the quote unquote illnesses and uh, the players that he's dealt with from Florida to Ohio state. It honestly is a match made in heaven. If you take Urban Meyer prime and you take the you back, like that's a match made in heaven almost to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, heck, he's living in Jacksonville right now. It's not that hard to pack up your stuff from Jacksonville to Miami. Just go down 95. 95? Yeah, 95, yeah. 95, uh, yeah, 95 is the furthest east. Yeah, so 95. Plus, I think uh, his wife is going to have a major say now of where he's going to go because she's got him by the balls after the, those videos came out. So if she wants to go to Southern California or Miami, she's going to have a huge say in that. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, honestly uh, an honestly fun topic. I think maybe at some point 
Maybe, maybe we review it midway through. I mean, what we're week six, and there's what 14 weeks, 13 weeks college football in the ACC. There's 14, 13, four, yeah, 13. So maybe, uh, maybe next week we like we we do like a coaching, like maybe not ranking, but we talk coaches and their our opinions on how like not even just like are they safe at their program. Like for example, like do you think Dave Clawson gets a check from somebody? Do you think that you know? Someone else gets a check. I mean, you know, Justin Fuente to Miami just makes sense, right? I mean, that's an upgrade for Miami. Just kidding. <laughs> Virginia Tech and Miami swap coaches. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, yeah, no, that's definitely a, a fun conversation to have. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's just hop right into it then. Like you said, kind of a light slate, five games. So, uh, yeah, Georgia Tech, two and three, heading to Duke, three and two. Uh, shout out to Patience, who I know is attending that game. I heard there's a decent amount of Georgia Tech fans making the trip. So, uh, might be a Georgia Tech home game in a sense. Um, Duke is a three and a half point home underdog. This game's on beautiful Raycom Sports Network, everyone's favorite channel. Um, yeah, uh, this game's going to suck. Like, it's going to be crappy football. It's going to probably be a good game. It's just going to be crappy football. But, I mean, I think crappy football is great football. I mean, I think Duke wins. I, I, I've said it over and over again. And even at the beginning of the year, I predicted Duke to win this game, no matter how bad I thought they were going to be. I'm feeling a little bit less confident because of what happened with Georgia Tech against Pitt. Like, I think that's going to be kind of a uh, motivational, like they're not going to overlook Duke now kind of game especially if they want to get to a bowl game, they have to win this one. Like if they lose this game, you can eliminate Georgia Tech from the bowl game, in my opinion. But if you haven't already done it, which I kind of already have, but um, I mean, I just think that, that Georgia Tech's not going to be able to slow down. That's kind of my justification. And I think too, Duke knows they have to get this one. Like Duke's probably not going to a bowl game, but like, this is your shot. If you're four and two going into Charlottesville next week, like that's not a bad spot to be in. Duke does like to be the thorn in the side of Virginia. So like, I mean, if you're Duke, you, you could potentially be going into your bye and then heading to Wake Forest at five and two. I don't put it past it as a Virginia fan. I'm not putting, like, I'm not chalking up the Virginia game against Duke as an automatic win. I think Virginia should win that game, but Again, like, I think Duke is also going to be pissed off about what happened with North Carolina. I mean, my only concern is, again, Duke just hasn't played anybody. So that's, again, a big red flag there. Yeah. Um, it's no secret that right now these two teams are probably the bottom two of the Coastal Division. And last week they both were embarrassed. And they both played the top two teams, in my opinion, in the coastal division last week. Uh, so both had very ugly losses. I say if Georgia tech wins and they win big on Duke, let's say if they win by 10, um, I think that's another step forward for this Georgia tech program. Uh, I think you can build a little bit momentum going into possibly a winnable game against Virginia and, uh, uh, two weeks from now because they got a buy after Duke and I still want to, we'll get to Virginia tech in a second, 
we'll see what happens um, when they play Virginia Tech. But if Georgia Tech wins, I think that's a huge step forward in what Jeff Collins wants to build at Georgia Tech. And if Duke loses big, then I think they are what I thought they were going into the season. They, they still did impress me a little bit here and there with a good win against uh, Northwestern and then uh, beating Kansas as well and uh, looking very dominant against a very uh, great North Carolina a t team. But um, Duke would be exactly what I thought they would be if they lose this game because I think this is the last easiest game they've got on their schedule. Um, so honestly, two big Two, a lot of circumstances and a lot of pressure for these two teams going in on Saturday. I don't know who wins. I'm kind of leaning more towards Georgia Tech. I just feel like uh, if they can just, I don't know, develop something, they can uh, really blow the doors off of Duke. Yeah. I mean, I think Georgia Tech's the better team here. I just – I don't know. I'm just going to stick with what I said at the beginning of the season. And I mean, Georgia Tech hasn't done anything to prove me otherwise. I, I like Gunnar Holmberg. And again, I just think that Mateo Durant's the X factor. Now, Georgia Tech slows him down there winning this game. But if they can't, I mean, I think this is going to be high scoring. I'm kind of surprised the over-unders at 60. Um, you know, again, this could be very low scoring, but I mean, seeing what we've seen from Georgia Tech and Duke as of late, I mean, I think both teams should be able to drop. 28 on each other. So really we just need one team to get to the thirties and I think we'll be okay. This definitely should be a good game. I mean, again, I think Duke wins here, but it's not, I don't think there's any guaranteed winner here. I mean, this, this game I'm really excited for because a, it's the only AC game at the 12 o'clock ish slate. So that's nice. But too, I mean, again, like just being able to, you know, and this is this again, like you said, it, it determines probably eliminates one team from a bowl game. It, Definitely eliminates one team, in my opinion, from the ACC Coastal race. But two, like, it also just, again, sets up, like, the precedent of, like, if Duke wins this, I mean, are you going to put it past Duke to be out of a bowl game now? Are you going to put it past Duke to be an easy pushover? Like, you know, this can, I guess, this game can solidify whether or not Duke is a pushover. I think it's probably the best way to put this because, now Duke would have had a conference win, like because Georgia Tech beat North Carolina, so Georgia Tech's kind of like like you don't want to overlook Georgia Tech. If Duke can beat Georgia Tech here, then it's kind of like well, Virginia don't overlook Duke next weekend. Like, kind of look at the fact that this Duke like it basically just solidifies that any team in the Coastal can catch any team in the Coastal on any given week, in my opinion. Now, if Georgia Tech wins this game, then we can maybe start to rule out Duke is not very good because their Northwestern win doesn't look as good. Their Kansas win definitely does not look very good. North Carolina A&T doesn't look great, like, for a win. And obviously, a loss to Charlotte, like, Charlotte doesn't look like a bad team, but you lost to Charlotte. So what stake do you really want to put in that? So, you know, I'm intrigued because, obviously, you know, Georgia Tech and Duke played, you know, North Carolina in back-to-back weeks, and we obviously saw differentiating results pretty drastically. One blew out North Carolina, the other got blown out by North Carolina. So, Again, this year, I don't think these head-to-heads matter as much um, in terms of, you know, like using the transitive property. But, you know, at this point, it's screaming Georgia Tech should win big. So I don't feel comfortable with it. But I 
think this is going to be a hell of a game. That's really my kind of takeaway from it. And it's going to be a sleepy game. Like, honestly, like, I think it would be awesome to go to Georgia Tech and Duke and then go over and watch the second half of North Carolina later that day. But anyways, any final thoughts or shall we move to my who's going to good old Louisville, Kentucky? Let's go ahead and move on to that game. All right. So Virginia, three and two, Louisville, three and two. Um, very sad. I used to literally every year I went to this game in Louisville. So it's my first year I haven't gone in a, in a, in a hot minute. I always loved going over, get over to well, Cardinal Stadium now, formerly Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. But anyways, this is uh, – the spread's two and a half for Louisville. I'm honestly kind of shocked by that, to be completely honest. Like, I thought it would be a little bit higher for Louisville. Um, I don't think Virginia wins here. I hope – like, even going into the year, I thought Virginia was going to lose this game. I just don't trust Virginia's defense. I mean, if the defense, if the defense we saw in the first half against Miami shows up for a whole game, Virginia should win this game, but they haven't been consistent enough. Like last time we saw a good, a true good Virginia defense was against Illinois. So I'm not banking on Virginia to slow down Malik Cunningham and Virginia's offense does look, you know, stoppable now. They don't look invincible like they had, you know, in the last, like after leaving, you know, Chapel Hill. So yeah, I think Louisville wins here. I think they cover two and a half. I think this is – and Virginia, too, does not like winning in Louisville. Like, they haven't done it. They didn't do it in 2019 when they made their ACC championship game run. They didn't – wait, they didn't do it. They didn't do it in 2017. They didn't do it in 2015. Like, it's been close games every single time. They haven't been able to win at Louisville. And they've beaten Louisville at Louisville since Louisville joined the ACC. Maybe even ever. I don't even know if they if they played non-conference before then, but like I, I just don't think this is the year Virginia gets it. I think this will be a fun maybe shootout game, but it could also be kind of what we had last week with Wake and Louisville, where you know it's not as much of a shootout as you kind of anticipate. But yeah, this should be. I just think Louisville's the better team. Uh, I hate to say it because I really wanted to be a believer in Virginia here, but I just don't see it. Oh, man, I love how we started the girlfriend analogy with Louisville because it's just making so much sense right now. Um, basically, I said last week, if Louisville keeps it close against Wake, then that was the fancy dinner date. Um, we had to settle some differences if we want to go long term. This is the date now where if Louisville wins this game, I'm going steady with Louisville and I think oh, you're making it going, Facebook official. Is it Facebook official? I think it will be definitely Facebook official. Or, or are you just going to post on Instagram about the date, but not officially like change it from single? You know, maybe maybe make it it's complicated. Like right now, are we in the it's complicated phase on Facebook with Louisville? We're on the verge it's like, of getting. It's like, off. I really really like you, but at the same time, like, eh. we're we're on the verge of getting off of it's complicated we're on the verge of okay this is a serious thing now because i think after the nice fancy dinner date we talked about our differences we disagreed on things agreed on things i think with the wake forest game uh keeping it close i think we can make this thing work so if louisville wins i'm on them i think that would be huge if they win this game uh, and they would really start to make a little bit more noise. Like we talk about in the Atlantic, how Clemson's down, 
And right now, since they're down, the conversation is Wake State, BC, and maybe Clemson to an extent. I still would put them in that category. Louisville's sitting there like, hey, you know, we only lost by three to the top team in the ACC. And if we beat Virginia, that's our conference win right there. Do they have another one? They don't have another one, right? Well, they beat Florida State. Oh, yeah, they beat Florida State. Yeah, so that's two and one in the conference. You're still in the thick of it. So I'm still on Louisville if they beat Virginia. Um, Obviously, if Virginia loses, it's going to be really hard to stay in contention for that coastal division. They saved themselves. They really did against Miami. Um, But I don't think I'm off of Virginia at all if they lose this game. Both are really good offenses. Both like to run and throw the ball, especially throw the ball. UVA will not be dead if they lose this game. And if UVA shows a little bit of defense, just a little bit, if they should have the best defensive performance that they've had all year, just a little bit, and they rattle Malik Cunningham, that's the key to win this game because he's still vulnerable. He still shows signs of struggling and being rattled. So if Virginia can tighten up the defense, pressure Cunningham, that's going to be the difference of Virginia keeping it close and possibly winning or getting blown out. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, again, another chance for a good game. I, I, I like what you said. I mean, I think you can almost rule Virginia out. I think if they lose to Louisville here, I mean, I just don't see, I don't see them running the table the rest of the way in the ACC with, with Virginia Tech, with Pitt, with, you know, Georgia Tech and Duke still on the slate. Like, I could see a 2-2, two 3-1 two, there, but I don't see a 4-0. and oh. But it would have, even though they would have three AC losses, two of them are Atlantic teams. So, I mean, pending North Carolina, who's already got two losses, I mean, I could see North Carolina slipping up two more times in the ACC. So, Virginia could end up having a tiebreaker scenario, but I'm, I would probably eliminate them if they lose here. And me as a Virginia fan, I honestly don't care about the Cold Store this year. I right now my my sets are bowl game and beat tech. <laughs> like that's all I'm at this point. Like, and you know, they have I mean, beating Louisville is a key thing there. Cause I mean, if they can beat Louisville and be at four and two with Duke and Georgia Tech and Notre Dame still at home, and I think they're gonna go two and three in that slate. Like I think that or two and one, excuse me, in that slate, that should be enough to get them there. Like losing to Louisville here is more of like a, a red flag for bowl games because I hate I hate how the schedule lines up with Duke and Georgia Tech in back-to-back weeks, and then they go to BYU. Like, I would almost rather get Duke. Like, I'd rather take uh, just a BYU-Notre Dame and then a bye week, and then Duke, and then Pitt, and, like, you know, break up these winnable games. But, I know, it is what it is at this point. That's what's that's what, I mean, it stinks right now as a Virginia fan because I, I think we're just, like, the middle of the pack ACC. So it's fun because like, I think we could win any of these games. But also the sad part is I think we could lose any of these games. So I don't feel comfortable – about a single one of these games remaining. But the Virginia-Louisville game, you mentioned it like with, with Wake kind of having a rivalry with Louisville. I mean, I've really enjoyed adapting Louisville as a rival. Obviously, that's Virginia's crossover team. Louisville, Louisville replaced Maryland in that Atlantic Coastal crossover for Virginia. And it's become a good rivalry, obviously, because the football games have been good. Both are Commonwealth, so it's not a far trip. But I think what I love about it most is how much the basketball rivalry is played over into the, the, the football rivalry. I mean, obviously – Virginia's kind of had the Louisville's number in basketball over the few years. So it's made the football rivalry just a little bit more fun because, I mean, both fan bases kind of 
breathe basketball more than football, but both are maybe Louisville more than Virginia, good football fan bases. So, you know, that's something too, but uh, any other thoughts here before we, uh, we move on? No, I'm all good on this game. Let's, uh, let's go to Florida state, North Carolina first. We have two different three thirty games, but let's go, let's go Florida state, North Carolina on ESPN. North Carolina is a 17 and a half point favorite. Mac Brown finally beats Florida state. Nick. Like, there's no way, right? Like, there's, there's just no way. Like, I, I honestly, I, and this might be weird, but I, I think I'd be more comfortable with, with Florida state here if they had lost to Syracuse. Like, I think Florida state's due for a win, like at some point this year, but like North Carolina, there's like, I mean, my only, uh, I guess red flag is with North Carolina. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed the pattern, Nick, but in the ACC, it's, you know, lose to Virginia tech, Blow out, or sorry, lose to Virginia Tech. Oh, let me make sure I don't want to screw this up. Sorry, not even just in ACC, just in their schedule in general. But lose to Virginia Tech, beat Virginia, get blown out by Georgia Tech, beat Duke. So, like, they've been trading off with these ACC games. So, like, wouldn't it be hilarious? You lose to Florida State, but then you beat Miami the following week. Wouldn't I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, but. I don't know. I think this Florida State team is the worst one that's come to Chapel Hill. And I think this – I I don't know if this North Carolina team is is better than last year's team, but they're definitely as good, like close. So I, I think that – I think North Carolina is, 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 is good here. So I'm going to give the Tar Heels I – will, I, will, I will take Florida State to cover. 17.5 is just too high for a team that uh, – like for a coach that's never beaten Florida State and for a team that's just been so wildly inconsistent, at least Florida State has been consistently bleh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the year Mac Brown gets Florida State. I mean, you just said it best. This is Florida State's worst team uh, going up against North Carolina. Um, I think UNC just needed a dominant win against an ACC team to get back on track. And they got another easy team to do it again, too, to really get back on track. You're playing the worst team, possibly the worst team in the Coastal, and you're definitely playing the worst team in the Atlantic back-to-back weeks. So what better way to get back on track than getting two right. dominant? Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to have a fun little side conversation. But is yeah. State the worst team in the Atlantic? Because they did just beat Syracuse. Oh, that's a good point. Why did I forget like, that? Like that was in Tallahassee, and it was unreasonably close. Why? What? I think the win should matter here. I think yes. You know what? You're right. Even I, though I, I would, even though I would argue that Syracuse has the better win by beating Liberty than Florida State has by beating Syracuse. I agree. One in the ACC, and the other one hasn't. So until yeah. change, like if Syracuse beats Wake this weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll re-accept Florida State as the worst team in the Atlantic if they get blown up by North Carolina. But until then, sadly, Florida State's probably not the worst team in the Atlantic. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you caught me there because I don't know why I forgot about, you know, Florida State and Syracuse just happening a few days ago. So it was a very for, unforgettable game. Or it, forgettable game. Sorry, forgettable game. Like It really, really was. So I, I watched the whole for, thing. I don't remember shit from it. I don't remember. I just remember watching the game going, okay, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Thank you for getting me on that. So let me reiterate. One of the worst teams in the Coastal, one of the worst teams in the Atlantic. Uh, so what better way to get back on track 
on your season that so far has been kind of a uh, whirling downfall right now. Uh, I think, you know, they win big, they're back on track, UNC, and they make it very competitive again in the Coastal. Then I think it's three teams. But right now, I think it's two at the moment. Um, the bigger question is, though, that I have for UNC, if this game is close, uh, are we going to have to, like, reevaluate everything with UNC if this game is close or even if Florida State possibly wins? I don't think they will win. I really do believe that North Carolina is going to win this game. But even if it's like within a touchdown, I will be really disappointed in UNC. I really would be. And this is coming from an NC State fan. I would be so disappointed in UNC uh, if they make this game any close or if they keep Florida State close. No, I agree. I mean, this would be – I'd just be really disappointing, to be honest with you. Like that just – I would just give you a, a sign that there's just – it, it, it's it's there's troubling times in paradise <laughs> yeah sure. but yeah i mean yeah i think i think i think the uh north carolina has arrived party was too early with this year's team but yeah if they lose this one like that is and then we're talking about a north carolina team that's three and three which wouldn't be terrible if florida state was good but we're talking about a three and three team whose schedule included virginia georgia state georgia tech duke like you're talking about like I hate to say this. I'm not trying to come after my who's, but I could justify the, the, the – I'd be open to hearing that Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Duke are the three worst teams in the Coastal. Miami might be behind Virginia, but I, I would be open to that conversation. Because I think – I mean, especially if D.R. King's, like, back in the lineup for Miami, then I could – I would definitely be willing to hear out that Miami is better than Virginia. Like, if you're – Again, you would be two and one in that slate, but the fact that you're three and three and, the, and three of the teams you played are those three I just listed is not a promising thing when you've got Florida State this week, Miami next week, by week at Notre Dame, Wake at home, at Pitt on a short week after Wake Forest. Wofford, okay, Wofford, who cares? And then another short week going to your pack on Black Friday. Like, if they're three and three going into that slate, Nick, here's a hot take. North Carolina misses a bowl game. Like if they are three and three with Miami, Notre Dame, Wake, Pitt, NC State still all on the schedule, you telling me that they're gonna go three and two or two and three against that slate, seeing what we've seen already, and considering Notre Dame, Pitt, and State are all on the road, I don't see it. I really don't. Like, I don't think that they're going to, like, I think that I think that if, if they're three and three, Wake's going to catch them, Notre Dame's going to catch them, Pitt and State all catch them, and that's five and seven. Like, that's sad. I mean, they still could make a bowl game, but I'm, I'm feeling more confident than if they lose to Florida State that they're missing a bowl game. And if, we were, if you told me beginning of the season we'd be talking about potentially by week seven, North Carolina missing a bowl game, that would be unheard of. You would laugh. But if they lose to Florida State, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's really not. I'm looking at it right now. It's like that's there are no easy wins. I mean, except Wofford. There yeah. are no easy, there aren't there aren't any easy wins after Florida State. Because you know Miami is still gonna bring fire, still gonna challenge you. 
Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They've had yeah. your number for a while. Wake is the best team in the conference. Pitt is, you said it, they're, they're probably going to win the Coastal at the moment as standing here today. And you have to go to Carter Finley in a ruckus environment against your rival Black Friday. Yeah, NC State this is a must fans. win for Carolina. NC State doesn't have fans, Nick. Relax. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, th- this is actually, Micah, after breaking this down, this is a must win. For Carolina, your only guaranteed win after this is Wofford. Yeah, you have to win this I will game. Say that I almost feel more confident in the in the Miami game. So I, I was going to say the stat for when we previewed it next week, but uh, Miami, when Manny Diaz has been at Miami, is 4 off the bye. Like they've never won off of a bye. They are like like I, I kind of want to bring my buddy Hayden onto the show. Uh, next week, if we record that North Carolina, like when we record the previews, just to have him comment on North Carolina, Miami, just because he's a diehard Miami fan. Like we have got him and I have gone to two Miami games off the bye together and it never goes well. Like Miami, Miami, Virginia Tech a few years ago, like Miami rallied back just to lose late. But like Virginia Tech came out and was up 28 nothing on Miami. And that was the week after Miami or excuse me, after Virginia Tech got rolled by Duke. So like. Virginia Tech had every reason to not give a shit, and yet they still just rolled them. But anyways, yeah, no, I mean, it is it is a must win. It really is. Like, I mean, it's I would say it's almost a must win for both parties. But, like, at, at the end of the day, no one's expecting Florida State to win. Like, if Florida State wins this, like, I really hope people don't start thinking that Florida State's good, but I hope that it kind of solidifies that Norvell should, should be there for another year or two at least because, like, that just means he's he's able to find ways to win. He just needs to get consistency, and that takes time at a program like Florida State, especially with all the sh- the crap that's gone on there recently. But yeah, no, I mean this is a. And you think about it too. If North Carolina loses this game, even though they have a win against Virginia, what's North Carolina's big push been? We're the best team in the state, and we also dominate Virginia. Well, at the at, if if North Carolina loses this game, even if Virginia loses to Louisville, Virginia's three and three. Even if Tech loses the Notre Dame, they're three and two. Even if State, well, State's on the bye, so I guess State can't lose that game. So State's what three and one, right? Four and one, three and one, four and one, right? uh, four and one. Yeah, four and one. Duke. Even if they lose to Georgia Tech, they're three and three. So you would be an equal standing or less to every team that you supposedly claim as a rival. Because Wake, even if they lost, five and one. Like ECU, even if they lose, is three and three. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, right. State would be better. They're three and one right now, or four and one. Like you've just put yourself into this, like, oh, we're the like you're out here trying to claim you own Virginia and you own North Carolina. You don't even own any team in those states. Oh, sorry, hey back. You own Old Dominion. Congratulations, great job, North Carolina. Do you want a cookie or something? Like you have to win here if you want to be all high and mighty as they claim to be. So. Anyways, you're right. Kind of a must win here for North Carolina. I mean, I think they win and cover, but I mean, there is that doomsday scenario where wouldn't it be funny? It's not out of the question. Mac Brown still hasn't beaten Florida State. That's what they're hanging on to right now. Right. And I, I don't find that if North Carolina wants to lose, it might mean ticket prices will go down a little bit for that uh, Black Friday game against State. So not necessarily. That would be nice. <laughs> well, Anyways, let's uh, let's talk another North Carolina team and, and the ACC's darling, our, our our beautiful Cinderella, 
19th ranked Wake, 5-0, and going to 3-2 and Syracuse. Syracuse is a six-and-a-half point underdog at home. Wake wins. You know, if Taj Harris was playing, I think I'd still pick Wake, but I would feel comfortable, like, seeing an upset with Syracuse. Garrett Schrader sucks. Tommy DeVito sucks. I'm sorry. Like, think about the quarterbacks that Wake Forest has had to play so far this year. Like, Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton are better than Schrader and um, and DeVito. Like, do you really think that Wake's going to have an issue with either one of those guys, especially when their key weapon on the outside is not even on the roster anymore? There's no way. Like, you know, I, I, I love Syracuse. I really do. I know they're a weird – like, I, I, I should hate them because they just don't belong in the ACC in a sense. But at the same time, I love having them in the ACC, especially as a, as a lacrosse fan. I love having Syracuse in the ACC just because the lacrosse conference is so sick. But, like, this is just – I think – you know what, Nick? I, I was – on the review, I was like, I don't think this Wake team is that much different than previous Wake teams. But I think there's enough of a difference to where I feel comp- – like, like I think, I think if and when Wake loses, it's, it's going to be at Army in a couple weeks. It's not this week. I just don't see it. I think that going to Mitchie Stadium, which, Nick, I want nothing more than to not have to work that weekend so I could go to that game. I'm so sad that I can't go. But you know, I, I just – I think this Wake team is a little bit different. I do. And enough, and enough to where this Syracuse team – is going to have to deal with playing the best team on their schedule to, to date without their best player on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, if you're Wake, man, you go up there and you win big. You're our darling. You're the representative of the ACC. And we talked about it on, uh, my lo- on the local radio show I work with. I was laughed at when I said, yeah, Wake is the last shot for the ACC right now. I mean, maybe you could still argue Pitt and NC State, but since Wake's undefeated, they're right now the last shot for the ACC to make the college football playoff, uh, which is crazy to say. We were talking about all of these different scenarios. Like, what if, obviously it's Bama, Georgia, but what if Wake, Cincinnati end up undefeated, which is not out of the realm of possibility at all, especially after Cincinnati won. Um, And if Oregon and Ohio State and Oklahoma all have one or two losses, do you leave out a Wake undefeated ACC champ Wake Forest and an undefeated AAC champ Cincinnati? Kind of hard to, really kind of hard to. Uh, But look, you take care of business, man. This this Wake team is different. They're different from other years. I've been preaching it all season long so far. Um, and I don't think the curse of the dome or whatever, where Syracuse can catch teams in a bad time. They've caught Clemson in a bad time up in the dome uh, three or four years ago. They caught NC State at a bad time three years ago. And they caught Wake at a bad time two years ago. A game, a game that Wake should have won. Should have That should have been their eighth or ninth win of the season i think that was 2019 and they lost and that loss was actually quite unbelievable kendall hinton uh fumbling the ball at their own t- at syracuse's 20 and taking it back it was crazy but i think this team is different uh as a representative of the acc going into this week you take care of business up in new york uh and I agree with you. I've been saying this all year. It's weird that Syracuse is in the ACC. I really don't like them in it, but 
show us wake do us a favor kick syracuse out while they're down right now just do it uh because you're one of the original acc teams but also I think- when was the last time i don't mean to cut you off but when was the last time Wake Forest and Syracuse were playing on ESPN two on the primetime three thirty slot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, like like Florida never. State, North Carolina, no matter how garbage that game might feel to us, like it makes sense that it's on ESPN because it is two brands, two coach, like one coach for sure. That's relevant. But even then Mike Norvell gets that relevancy because he's at Florida state. But I mean, we're talking Dino Babers and Dave Kloss and Wake Forest and Syracuse. Like, basketball tennis programs and we're getting it on ESPN two at three 30. Like, you know, that game's not going to get a ton of viewership because Penn state, Iowa was at four, but still, I mean, strange. <laughs> Very. Yeah. I just There's a lot more eyes that. on this game than there normally is when this game is normally on Raycom sports network, or if given the golden slot, it gets ACC network. <laughs> exactly. Or Bally sports or something like that. Uh, Anyway, we have Wake, take care of business. Uh, They jumped five spots in the AP pool this week, and that also was a lot of help with the chaos that happened. That was the most chaotic week we've had so far. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened again. So if they win big and some other stuff happens in front of them, we could be talking about a Wake Forest team going into week seven, a top 15 team. That would not surprise me if Wake handles business, wins by two and a half scores, and some things happen in front of them. We could be talking about like a number 15 Wake Forest team in the nation. So uh, I think they win big. This is a different team. Uh, I don't think they have a problem in the dome. Yeah, this should be, again, another good game, I think. I mean, in relative terms, like obviously not, not a Penn State Iowa, but it's a it's a good game for the conference for sure. But uh, let's uh, let's close it off with the best brand name game of the weekend, seven thirty on the ACC network. Notre Dame's going to a sold out and striped out Lane Stadium. Um, Virginia Tech is a one point underdog at home. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year. I had Virginia Tech being 4-0 going into this game, and this is where the downhill slide goes. Kind of off, but I think Notre Dame wins here. Now, I do have some questions because, you know, Jack Cohn was out for a little bit there against uh, against Syracuse or against uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati was like – I was getting a lot of flack on my fifth-quarter ACC ballot that I submitted, Nick. I don't know if you saw it. Obviously, you have access to the account, too. You know, Notre Dame, I 10. I only dropped him one spot. Because I think Cincinnati's just that good of a team. Like, I genuinely had that. And, like, I do I really think Michigan State, who's struggled with Nebraska, who's kind of let Western Kentucky hang around, is that much better? No. I don't think that Notre Dame has done anything less than what Michigan State has, and I'm not punishing them for losing to Cincinnati. Now, looking back on it, I may have – I may have put them too high. I probably could have moved them back further, but at the end of the day, I just don't see that many teams that much better than them to justify it. I just think that Notre Dame is the better team here. I just don't believe like. Virginia Tech off a bye is definitely scary. 
hopefully they fixed, you know, what we've seen over the last two weeks because they have not looked good the last two weeks. Really, they haven't looked good since North Carolina, to be completely honest with you. But, I mean, again, maybe call me crazy. I'm a Virginia fan, so, again, putting that out there, so Tech fans, I'm trying, I'm trying to use a hokey brain here. It might not work great. But as a Virginia fan, and I had the same record as as, as uh, Virginia Tech right now, so you're talking about three and one with one and zero in the conference with a tiebreaker over what we would say again top two team in the Coastal. We know it's on the schedule next week for Virginia Tech. Nick, Pitt at home. I would rather beat Pitt than beat Notre Dame. I understand it's prime time. It's Blacksburg. It's stripe out game. It's Notre Dame. I get it. I do. But if I'm Justin Fuente, do I care more about beating Notre Dame and then the following week following it up with a loss against Pitt and now losing control of my destiny in the Coastal or losing to Notre Dame and then beating Pitt, who, by the way, Pitt and Virginia Tech fans do not like each other. Like, they both – like, I almost – I mean, again, I think Virginia Tech fans hate West Virginia more, I think. But at the same time, that was the bonding moment between Virginia Tech and West Virginia fans at that tailgate was eat shit pit. Like they both do not. Like I've been to Virginia Tech pit multiple times in Blacksburg. They hate pit. I, some, I think some fans hate pit more than they hate Virginia, which is nuts. I mean, now that's not the majority of the fan base, but to give you an idea of like the hidden rivalry, it's kind of like state and wake to a point like state fans hate wake because they're just a pain in the ass. For no good reason. That's kind of what Pitt is to Virginia Tech. Like when Virginia Tech goes to, to Heinz Field, it never seems to go very well for the Hokies. And then vice versa, Pitt comes to like the last time I saw Pitt play Virginia Tech was in 2019. It was a, I think it was 2019. Maybe it was 2018. I don't know, but it was 28 nothing win. Yeah, it was 2019 because it was right. It was the week before Virginia played Virginia Tech. Pitt beat Virginia Tech 28 nothing in Blacksburg, and that was when the Virginia the Pitt player was like using his cleat to like chop up the end zone logo and all this stuff, like unnecessary heat to a rivalry that really shouldn't matter, but it does to the two fan bases. Like Virginia Tech, like, I, I again, I think Notre Dame wins here. If they get blown out, then obviously there's some red flags here. But if they play a close game, it's not the worst thing in the world, in my opinion. Like, like I know this is really bad. Maybe it's a terrible take. I don't know. Because Virginia Tech has higher expectations than me as a Virginia fan for Virginia football. I would rather win the Coastal. And, like, for example, if Virginia was going into the games this year, I mean, Virginia hosts Notre Dame too. I would be okay with Virginia losing to Notre Dame and losing, even though BYU is not the same rivalry as West Virginia, but it is for Bronco. I would be okay with Virginia losing to BYU and West Virginia or, and, and Notre Dame to then win the Coastal. I would gladly trade that. So if I'm a Virginia Tech fan, why would you not want to trade that here? Like, I had to pick a game to go to as a football fan growing up in that area. I would rather go to the pick game than the Notre Dame game. And that, I mean, I'd rather, I want to go to both, but I would rather go to a game that has an, a relevancy. Cause you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I think I talked about it on the, on the review pod, like Jerry Palm of CBS right now has Virginia tech playing in the peach bowl, a new Year's six bowl game. And you want to know your path to get there. Win the ACC. Like, and that's what's crazy is, like, that's not out of the possibility. Like, Virginia Tech could lose this game and still win the ACC. Because I, I, I'm i telling you right now, Nick, I I think that we we probably don't I mean, right now I think I'd still just say Clemson is just, just a safe option because, you know, 
Clemson's always been our safe option to pick who wins the Atlantic. But I'm starting to think that we might get Virginia Tech and Wake, Virginia Tech and Louisville, Virginia Tech and Boston College, Virginia Tech and State. Oh, my goodness. Nick, December 3rd, are we going to be hanging out in Charlotte for Virginia Tech and State? God, that would be so oh, That would be so fun. Oh, man, that's two great fan bases that just absolutely hate. I don't think they hate each other, but they just love to hate everyone in the ACC. Oh, Nick. Okay, you know, I don't want to get too excited about that because I'm <laughs> heartbroken when it doesn't happen. And that probably would mean Virginia has to lose to Virginia Tech, so that sucks. But, oh, that just sounds beautiful, Nick. But anyways, does. thoughts on this game. I, I, just, I just think Notre Dame's the better team. I, I even seeing Notre Dame lose Cincinnati for me, I'm higher. Like I'm high on the group of five in general this year. I mean, you saw my top 25 ballot. I mean, me ranking Wyoming was more of just like a, Hey, I have a soft spot for Wyoming, but two, it's like, again, they're undefeated. So I'm just going to give you the benefit of the doubt at this point. But I mean, I ranked what five group of five teams. I ranked UTSA. I ranked Cincy. I ranked BYU. I ranked Coastal. I ranked Wyoming. I ranked San Diego State. So that's it. And I ranked SMU. So that's seven teams, seven group of five teams I ranked. I even almost ranked Houston. So I definitely have a stop spot for the group of five, too. So that probably helps with the whole Cincinnati to Notre Dame thing. But what are your thoughts on this one? I just, I'm, I'll say this first. So it's weird. We talk about Virginia Tech in the beginning of the year. And said if they're going into Notre Dame undefeated or three and one, that's a gr- that's a great start for Virginia Tech, that team that we really didn't know a whole lot about going into the season. And the other thing is, is I can't get a pulse, or no, not a pulse. I can't figure out what this Notre Dame team is. I don't know if they're just good, if they're just getting lucky. I mean you win by three to possibly one of the worst teams, probably the worst team in the ACC in Florida state. It took you a miracle to beat Toledo. You looked pretty good against Purdue, although that was kind of scary for a second. Wisconsin, that game was tied going into the fourth quarter. And then Wisconsin just dropped everything and let Notre Dame run all over them. And now we know what Wisconsin is. They're just simply not a good team. And I am also with you being high on Cincinnati, uh, but they lost by 11. And again, I think Cincinnati is a very great team, and I hope they really do get in a conversation of the playoff. I think they deserve it. If they go to undefeated, they should be in the playoff. Um, I just don't know what to figure out of this Notre Dame team, and it's weird. I had Virginia Tech last week doing my fifth quarter ACC top 25 in the top 25 after beating Richmond because I still felt like that loss to West Virginia should not have dropped them 15 to unranked. But now I going into this week, I had to leave them out because, A, the bye week didn't help them in a sense for me, and, B, West Virginia is still is losing games and that loss is looking worse and worse. So I don't know with this game. I just, I don't have a good feel of who's going to win, who's going to lose. I don't know why. If you ask me today, I feel like Virginia tech is going to win because I think Notre Dame is 
gonna feel a hangover playing Cincinnati, and then you have to go to one of the toughest environments in the ACC, not only in the ACC, but in the country. Uh, I don't know. If you're Virginia Tech, this is a show me game. So I am 90% all the way there with Pitt calling them coastal champs, but I want to see what happens in this game. And oh, yeah, they have to play Pitt right after Notre Dame. So that might even show me a little bit more, even if Virginia Tech loses to Notre Dame. Um, if they're legit, they take care of business at home against a top 15 team. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame is as good as we actually think because of all of these weird scores and against these teams. I just, uh, so I don't It's like Catholic. Got it. I see where this is. Uh, you're attacking. Wait, what? No, I always, it was a joke growing up. I went to Catholic school my whole life. And if you didn't like Notre Dame, you were just anti-Catholic. So that's what I'm Oh, uh, well, I, I'm Catholic too, so. Oh, well, then come on. We we drank Kool-Aid. <laughs> cheer, cheer for, oh, no. What are you doing? <laughs> and my cousins are huge Notre Dame fans, so. We all, we all have that one family member that's a diehard. Like, if you grow up Catholic, you have that one. Not all of them. Just you have that one that just thinks touchdown Jesus is the greatest thing in college football history. And, like, that's just a – the funny, the funniest thing, but the funny, the funniest thing about my cousins that are huge Notre Dame fans is that a they're like I'm Irish and Italian, they're Irish and Italian, but they're more Irish than I am because their mother, who's their side, is like all basically Irish, and his grandfather, my cousin's other grandfather, played basketball for Notre Dame, so it's like they're enthralled with Notre Dame football, basketball, everything. And I always love to hate on them because I hate how they're just like, I don't want them in the ACC. And I think it's BS how all the other sports are in the ACC and we don't get football, even though I don't want them at all. So I don't know. Uh, but I think that's kind of funny. But anyways, with this game, I'm. this is the game I'm circling because it's the game of the week for, I think, all ACC fans. I can't wait to watch it. I just don't know what to expect. I think this is the going into this week of all the games that we previewed and recapped, or I guess previewed, this is the one that I have the most question marks on is that I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, another fun game in the ACC. And, you know, I hope Virginia Tech does win. I hope that, you know, we can start ranking Virginia Tech again. Like, I mean, I if they beat Notre Dame, I'll rank them in the top 25 next week. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't unless, like, you know, again, they win by two and, let's say, teams that I would also be considering or let's say Wyoming beats Air Force by 50, then they probably won't jump Air Force. And every team in the top 25 right now that I have wins. But let's be honest, that's not going to happen. So, you know, and, heck, if Ole Miss loses to Arkansas – I might justify dropping Arkansas out of the top 25, or sorry, Ole Miss out of the top 25. If, if Notre Dame, if like Virginia Tech beats Notre Dame, because you could justify dropping Notre Dame and Ole Miss out because who have they beaten? A Wisconsin team that's one and three. I mean, Ole Miss's best win is Louisville. So, I mean, at that point, if, if you want to make the case, Ole beat Louisville, I think Virginia Tech would beat Louisville. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's something to take into consideration there, but. Um, anything else? Oh, 
Nick, I thought you would appreciate this if we talked about Urban Meyer. I was scrolling on Twitter before just to get some more insight on, you know, Taj Harris, who, by the way, picked up an offer from Kentucky today, but um, which by Kentucky's offering receivers when they never throw the ball and will like. So, Nick, hold on. Did you see the stats for Kentucky's quarterback on Saturday against, against Florida? No, I didn't. This is to make I saw you the feel better. I didn't really like pay so much yeah, attention. This is this is to make you feel better about the Gator Bowl last year. Okay. okay. If I, if I told you this stat line. You tell me what you think the score would have been, and who would have won. So Will Levis for Kentucky was seven of seventeen for eighty-seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. And three sacks, sorry, two sacks for 13 yards lost. Oh my God. Is if that you heard is that, that stat the... line? Let's say Kentucky's playing Vanderbilt. Do you think Kentucky wins? Maybe. If I Maybe. Playing Florida, do you think they win? No, but they did, didn't they? You know the best part? If I told you, that Kentucky had 224 yards of total offense and that their leading rusher had 99 yards. So Kentucky had less than a, had no 100-yard rushers, no 100-yard receiver, or 100-yard passer for that matter, and still beat Florida. That's why I dropped Florida like, out of my top 25. I got a lot of heat for that. But who is Florida beaten? Yeah, they played Alabama close, but if that's the case, then Clemson's got to be ranked. Because Clemson yeah, that's a fair point. Close. Like a, that was like if point. someone would have came after me for that, like, and you know, I only moved Kentucky up two spots after beating Florida. And I had a Kentucky fan that actually, like, who knows me personally on, on like my personal Twitter DM me and say, like, do you hate Kentucky? Because I used to like cheer for Kentucky in college because I hate I like cheer against Tennessee because I went to school on the Tennessee Kentucky border so I picked Kentucky to cheer for because it's more fun to cheer for them than Tennessee I was like dude you should have lost to Florida like you won so I'm gonna move you up but I'm not gonna give you credit for looking like absolute dog shit (laughs) like we talk about the Clemson's offense being bad DJ Uyunglele is thrown for 100 yards in every game this season like, bleh, like if I'm talking, <laughs> is it really better? I mean, you might win more in Kentucky, but I mean, Wondell Robinson left Nebraska for Kentucky. He's an incredible wide receiver. He has one game this year of over 100 yards. Like, he got 99 against Florida, so pretty close. He didn't get to do a Ravens where you run for it, you know, on the last play of the game to get the record. But did you see that, by the way, Nick? Did you see that the Ravens? On the last play of the game, we're at 98 yards. Needed, you know, two yards to tie the NFL record for the consecutive 100 yards rushing per game record tied with the Steelers. And instead of taking a knee, they had Lamar Jackson run for five yards, and the Broncos were pissed. Incredible! I love petting it. Petty John, Jim Harbaugh, incredible. But or John, John John Harbaugh would be the coach to do that. Yeah, I love it. I just love that. I love it. And like, if you're the Broncos, why are you pissed? Like. The Ravens dominated you all game. And, like, yeah, you could have been the team that broke that streak. But if you're the Ravens, why are you not fighting for that? Like, it's, like that's not the Ravens' fault that the Broncos didn't want to play defense for one more play. Yeah. 
But anyways, that's that's a different topic. But yeah, this is going to be a fun college football weekend. I hope that like, I mean, again, what I want more than anything in the world, Nick, is for, you know, teams to fall like Wyoming. Now, actually, I mean, I don't want Wyoming to lose, but like San Diego State, like have some of these teams kind of shift around so I can rank NC State. So I can even consider ranking Clemson again. So I can rank, you know, Virginia Tech if they beat Notre Dame. I mean, heck, I'd even consider, well, maybe not North Carolina's lost Notre Tech is pretty bad. But I might even consider them at least to be ranked. Well, I won't rank them, but at least put them back in my considered teams, which, by the way, shout out to you for uh, getting my back yesterday when that uh, NC State fan got mad at me because I had Clemson and Boston College ranked higher than them when it is clearly in alphabetical order. Like, hey, I noticed that in two seconds. You are better than Air Force, I promise. <laughs> I, like, I saw that because I have my notifications on. And usually I know when it's people replying to your tweets when you're on the account. And then that one like just looked kind of weird. And I knew it was like a tweet you did. So I opened it, saw that what this guy said, looked at your thing. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This guy's, dude, this is an alphabetical order. I noticed yeah. that. In two seconds. I always do that because like it's, it's teams that like when I'm going through, I'm like, hmm, I could like, I know like I, I go through and I like, I basically like grab teams and then go, I kind of place them in order from there, but like, I'm not going to waste my time going, who's the 26th bet. Like, I don't want to debate somebody on whether Western Michigan should be ranked higher than Auburn or air force, or I don't know, Charlotte, Purdue, Oregon state. Like I thought about ranking Oregon state because they're the best team in the PAC 12 North. That's like, I thought about ranking Western Michigan because they're the best team in the Mac. I thought about ranking NC state because they've looked good but also at the same time they lost Mississippi state. So like, you know, anyways, like honestly, if I was doing a ranking, like NC state was going to be my 25th ranked team. If it weren't for the fact that I was just like, you know what, I'm going to take my AC bias aside. And because I've been ranking teams because of, of winning football games, Wyoming's undefeated, no matter, like I know for a fact, if NC state lined up with Wyoming this weekend, I'm picking Wyoming or NC state to win by two scores. Oh, go to Wyoming, and I'm picking NC State to win by at least a touchdown. But at the end of the day, winning's got to matter. So that's why I can't wait for this weekend in college football, Nick, because it is going to be like there are some games that are really – we get it on Thursday night, Nick. Upset alert, Arkansas State might beat Coastal on Thursday. It could happen. A Butch Jones Coast Arkansas State team, they're one and four – but they okay. This might be a really bad take because Florida State talent wise is probably better than them. Arkansas State might be the best one in four team in college football. Like <laughs> their only win is Central Arkansas, so maybe that's a really bad take because they did lose a lot after um, what is his first name? What is his first name? Oh my goodness, Anderson, Anderson, Blake Anderson left for Utah State, but it could happen. I mean, Temple could. I mean, I don't think this would happen, but. Talk about letdown games. Temple, who just beat Memphis, is going to Cincinnati on Friday night. Last time Temple played Cincinnati on a Friday night in Cincinnati, guess who was there? This guy. Guess who won by 25 points? Temple did. So, I mean, again, that was when Temple was actually a bowl team and Cincinnati wasn't. But I digress. You know, Stanford could beat Arizona State on Friday night. You know, okay, Vanderbilt won't beat Florida. That's a terrible take. Maryland could give Ohio State a run for their money, possibly. Now with that injury, maybe not. But 
again, Arkansas Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, is it crazy to think that SMU might lose at Navy? I mean, Navy looked pretty good last week. Georgia goes to Auburn. I mean, I think Georgia's a much better team than anyone else in the country, not named Alabama. But are we going to put it past Auburn to lose that game? Eh? Boise State goes to BYU. Is BYU – I mean, they've been tested with Arizona State and whatnot, but I would say that Boise State's probably the second-best team they've played all year, and they've got quarterback injuries right now. Like, we could be talking about an insane landscape where NC State could be in the top 15 and not even play a game. Okay. NC State was what, 23, 21? 23. 23, yeah. Okay, maybe top 20 without even playing a game this weekend. It's quite possible. This is going to be a fun weekend in college football. Like UTSA goes to Western Kentucky. Again, a very good one and three team. Wyoming goes to Air Force. LSU goes to Kentucky. Like Michigan goes to Nebraska. Alabama goes to AM. I mean, there are a lot of good, impactful football games this weekend. A lot can change. And, and again, it's a light slate in the ACC. And in terms of national landscape, minus Wake Forest and Syracuse and Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, there's not too much of a shockwave we could put across the country in that sense. But the ACC can really get some wins this weekend by, again, Stanford beating Arizona State. And, you know, again, some of these other upsets, Auburn beating, oh, maybe not Auburn beating Georgia. Georgia blowing out Auburn could justify, again, NC State maybe jumping Auburn, which would be great for the conference. So something to definitely keep an eye on. Great college football week. Anything else, Nick, you can send us off here. But, uh, again, I am excited for the college football slate. And I'm in a way, Nick, I just want to say thank you, football gods, for no Thursday and Friday AC games this week because – even though I did enjoy it, I didn't enjoy it being my teams. I'm kind of glad that Thursday and Friday I can just turn on a game and not actually give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. But uh, no, uh, nothing else for me. I just think the teams that are looking good in the ACC this week should take care of business. And if they don't, that's a huge letdown. But um, Nick, before, before we send this off, I actually want to do something. I want to do this new fun segment. Because I've noticed a lot of podcasts do it, and screw it, I want to do it too. We're okay. gonna, I'm going to pick this week, next week we can talk about because this is just impromptu. I'm going to pick the top five games in college football that do not include AC teams. I want you to pick the winner. You want to do that? Well, that's sure, a- let's do it. Okay, so first one. Let's, uh, well, well, screw it. We'll just go in order of what I think of. Penn State, Iowa. Who do you got? At Iowa, by the way. At Iowa. That was going to be my question. Um. I'm going to go with Penn State mainly because my best friend went to Penn State. These teams are really, really close, I think. Uh, But I think Penn State might be legit this year and also because my best friend went there. So I'll go Penn State. See, I'm going Iowa because Iowa always beat Penn State, it feels like, in Iowa. Even though Penn State, I think, did win the last time, actually. But it feels like Iowa always is either winning or should have won against Penn State. But, too, I think that right now the best quarterback, granted, this is just the Big Ten West, so it's not a great quarterback league or division. I think the best quarterback in the Big Ten West right now is in Iowa City with Spencer Peters. I think he's he's not better than, than Clifford, but I also think that Iowa's defense is, is better than Clemson's defense. And home field advantage, weird things going to happen. One point win for Iowa. I like I like I like thought process though. You got to go with the friends. Two of my roommates in college are Penn State. Their family all went to Penn State, so also I'm going to pick Iowa just for that reason. Plus, I live in Nebraska. <laughs> 
So, and I'm the one Nebraska that doesn't hate Iowa. So we'll just, we'll go with that. All right. Let's do, you know what? Michigan, Nebraska. I think it's a big game. Maybe it's not, but for everyone in this damn territory, this damn town is literally shutting down on Saturday night. We have to work a hockey game on Saturday and that stinks because I think more people are going to be at the sports bar inside our arena watching Michigan, Nebraska than they will be watching our hockey game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, let's see. Nebraska's frisky. They're frisky. They're not as bad as people think, but I still think uh, Michigan's going to take care of business. I'm a little high on them too. Uh, I think they're starting to get back on the right track. So I'll go Michigan. I like it. I'm, I'm going Nebraska, baby. Go Skurs. Big Nebraska guy now. Could like happen. Could happen. Which, by the way, fun fact, you know Kool-Aid was invented in Hastings, Nebraska, 45 minutes from where I live? Fun fact. I did not know that. Nebraska, when people Nebraska fans drank the Kool-Aid, they quite literally created the Kool-Aid. So, fun <laughs> uh, All right. Auburn, Georgia. Auburn's the home team. I think I know where you're going to go with Georgia, so I kind of want you to pick the spread. It's 14 and a half for Georgia. Oh, man. Uh, Auburn did not look good against LSU. They really did not. Uh, but this is a rivalry game. This is a big rivalry game in the SEC. You know what? Screw it. I think today, right now, I will go Auburn covering at home. I like it. I think Georgia blows them out. <laughs> they probably will, to be honest with you. Country. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Georgia's got to get a monkey off their back. Like, you know, NC State's monkey on their back trying to beat Clemson. So Georgia's got to beat Alabama for me to ever believe that they're better than Alabama. But I think, like, if I took away the history of Georgia-Alabama, I would think Georgia's better than Alabama. I wouldn't be Alabama. Yeah. All right. Oklahoma-Texas, three-and-a-half-point game in favor of the Sooners. Oh, man. You know what? I love doing the old horns down. It's my favorite thing. I think Texas fans are just a bunch of – I'm not going to curse on this right now. They're, they're Charmin Ultras. They're, they're so soft. They are so, 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 so soft with the horns down thing. I would love nothing more to, to chant horns down, horns down. Uh, but – Texas has looked really freaking good a lot. Ever since that Arkansas loss, they have looked really freaking good. And I'm calling it Texas wins this game. Texas oh, will yeah. Beat, Hook up. Te- Texas Hook will beat up. Oklahoma. They will. I think uh, Oklahoma has played way too many close games, and they're going to run into a very hot Texas team right now. And now shit is going to be stirred in the Big 12 starting this week. I kept saying it. The top teams will all get a loss or two. This is going to be Oklahoma's first loss to Texas. I mean, Oklahoma should have lost Kansas State last week. Like, if it weren't for the fact of Kansas State struggling a little bit there in the, the third quarter, I think Kansas State was the better team for most of that game. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Final game, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and the battle of who did not get beat worse last week between Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. This is the – This is honestly, in my opinion, this is for second place in the SEC West. It is. Um, where is this? Is, it, is this in favor is, or hot? It is in. It is in the Grove at beautiful Oregon or Oregon. Jeez, Oxford, Mississippi. I've been there. It's very nice. Great time. Uh, Absolutely wonderful. If you guys, if you ever want to have a classy drunk, if you ever just want to feel like you're classy and bougie. 
but also be hammered and eat absolute like like you're gonna get drunk off beer but also wine and also champagne while also eating like a charcuterie board and by the way having ribs like you're gonna have ribs in a charcuterie board like that's how you're gonna get full and you're gonna get drunk by having mimosas and then kicking it off by chugging a bush light it's insane it's the most wild experience I've ever had. Like, oh Miss, you have the best tailgate that I've ever been to. I mean, I haven't been to all of them yet, but I've been to about 50 or well, 40 some. Best one. No, I've been to 50. I've been to 52. So yes, it's the best one I've been to. Yeah, it's nice. I love the Grove. It was a really fun time the time I went. And that was and it was kind of a quiet weekend that weekend because they were playing Vanderbilt and it was parents' weekend. So it was a little bit quieter, but it was really nice nothing compared to nc state tailgate though i will say <laughs> but um i'm going i'm going hotty toddy uh i think both teams are similar because of the bad losses to the top two teams but i think Ole miss has more talent than arkansas i think arkansas is going to get exposed uh, i think Ole miss might actually win big against arkansas this week i really believe that so uh, i think they bounce back i think link kiffin bounces back from an embarrassing embarrassing weekend um so give me ole miss woo pig suey that's my pick woo pig suey anyways nick you want to send us off here it's actually funny i got a snapchat notification that two years ago today i was in oxford mississippi oh wow either two or three years 20 19 yeah two years ago today i was in oxford mississippi so that's kind of funny how we're ending it like that um yeah i'll send us off it just means a little bit less in the acc uh go acc